Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're looking at 2 Timothy, continuing to examine it. We just started looking at the first chapter. And remember what Paul had said to Timothy. Okay, first of all, in writing the letter, Paul says, hey, it's me. And he describes who he is, that he's an apostle of Christ. And he's writing to Timothy, his beloved son. And he speaks grace and mercy and peace over him. And then he thanked God. Remember this? He thanked God. And he said, the God whom I serve with a clear conscience in the same way my forefathers did. He said, I thank God and I constantly remember you, Timothy, in my prayers night and day. So he wanted Timothy to know that he was never off the mind of Paul, that Paul prayed for him constantly is the way that he expresses it. And he says, I want you to know this also, that I'm really longing to see you. Okay, greatly desiring to see you, Uh, even as he's recalling the tears so apparently there had been tears shed when they had departed. Uh, uh, you know, they didn't want to leave each other. You know, quite often we think, well, what could that have been about? They just didn't want to leave each other. And he says, I really want to see you again. I remember how we, we were crying when we left. And he says, you know, I'm reminded of something. I'm reminded of that sincere faith that is in you, that you have a true faith, not a hypocritical faith. Okay? That you are sincere, and it's the same faith that resided in your grandmother and in you. So in verse 6, he said, for this reason. So for all this, because of giving thanks for him, reminding him of who he is and for the faith that he has, the sincere faith that's within him. For this reason, verse 6, I remind you. So notice how lovingly and even judiciously that Paul's handling this. There's something he wants to say right here. (laughs) And he's going to say it, right? Paul's not going to be shy. He's not going to be bashful. But he is going to be forthright and loving. And that is how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to speak the truth in love and not sit there and bludgeon somebody and say, well, I'm just speaking the truth to you in love. (laughs) No, no. He says, for this reason, I remind you. He just wanted to remind him. And King James says, I put thee in remembrance. Isn't that great? I'm going to stir up that memory within you. I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. There was a gift of God that was in Timothy through the laying on the hands of Paul. And I believe the laying on the hands of the presbytery, we saw that in his first letter, okay? There was something that was there. We don't know what it was. We don't exactly know what it is. Is it the fact that they laid hands upon him and the power of the Holy Spirit uh, came upon him and released more gifts of the Spirit? Perhaps. There is a thing there, and I know people get sort of whacked out sometimes of this, don't want to think about it, but there is a, a thing that happens with the laying on of hands at the instruction of God for the impartation of what God wants to do. Now, if you're a true believer, you've received the Holy Spirit, but there are times when the Lord grants power of the Holy Spirit that you didn't have before in a particular kind of way. It's not saying you didn't, quote, unquote, have the Holy Spirit. But notice he says, kindle afresh the gift of God, the gift of God. So he's t- telling him, he said, man, you need to fan this into flame. Okay, that's the ESV. Uh, King James says, stir up. They okay, stir up the gift of God. 
It's a gift that God has given, and you need to stir it up, and you need to do whatever that means by stirring it up. And looking at both these letters, you see that Timothy had a particular calling. Uh, he was repeatedly, he's told, to remind, to teach, to instruct, instruct, to exhort. So these are all things that show us that uh, he had some form of a gift in this within the arena of speaking. Uh, in spiritual gifts, there's two large categories of spiritual gifts, which are not mutually exclusive. There's speaking gifts and serving gifts. It's not the kind of thing you say, okay, I got a serving gift, so I never have to speak. No, 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 it's not that at all. But there are empowerments that you see in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12. There's gifted individuals in Ephesians 4, and then you see the, the big picture in 1 Peter 4. Regardless, he's saying you need to kindle this afresh. Now, notice that. He's telling Timothy, you have the ability and the responsibility to kindle this afresh. Now, how do you fan it in the flames? How do you rekindle whatever this is? Well, we've seen things already, and we're going to see more. I think, I think it's by knowing the Word of God, being in the Word of God, by praying, by being in the Spirit, by being faithful to Him and following what He tells us to do. But he's exhorting Timothy right now, and he's telling him to do some things. So let's look at this next verse, and you'll see. So he says, I remind you to stir this, fan in the flame, the gift of God. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Oh, now we get a little more insight into what's going on right here with Timothy. You know, he's already... Um, been told and will be told again, don't let anybody look down upon your youth, okay? In other words, and now he's saying, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity. And the word literally means cowardice. He hasn't called us to be fearful. He hasn't called us to be reticent. He hasn't called us to, to have a fearful spirit. <laughs> and notice how he calls it, a spirit of timidity, a spirit of fear. God has not called us to that. Well, who's us? Well, at least in this context, we know that it's Paul and it's Timothy, right? But he's actually speaking to those of the body of Christ. Also, we have not been called with a spirit of fear. Okay, And so much of the church is driven, so much of the church is led by a spirit of fear. I mean, that's what I see for the most part within church leadership. They're scared to death. They're terrified. They'll never acknowledge it, though they'll say it little ways. Well, I just don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to disturb anything. I don't want to rock the boat. Don't want to do this. Don't want to do that. You don't want to keep it going like this. And that is driven by fear. And he says God hasn't given us that. Well, if God hasn't given us that, then who's given it to us? At best, it's the work of our flesh. At worst, it's the enemy himself. But notice, he didn't leave him hanging there. He said he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power, of power and love and discipline. Yeah, that word power is deutimus, which means power, might. But it's got a couple of nuances that are interesting. It carries the idea to be able, to be able, okay? We're not given a spirit of timidity and fear. Oh, woe is me. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, we're, we're given a spirit that we're able to, okay, that we're able to. And I think that sort of speaks strongly to us, okay, that we're capable. The Lord has given us his spirit, so we're capable in whatever he desires for us to do. But a spirit of power and love, that's the word agapayo, the love to where you want what is best for the other person, not necessarily what's best for you, but what is best for them, and a spirit of discipline. That discipline is the idea of self-control. 
the idea of a sound mind. That sort of rattles you, doesn't it? In other words, that you are under control by the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of power, the Spirit of love, the Spirit of discipline and self-control. God didn't give us the Spirit of timidity, so we get a major hint right here of what something that Timothy's going through. Hey, he's he's in a leadership position right here. Now, he's not in this role that we want to superimpose our understanding. Well, he was the pastor of this church, and he led like our pastor does. No, no, because that's not what you see in the Scripture. The, oh, <laughs> the governmental organization in most of our churches are not what you see in the Scripture, okay? That's just a plain, blunt truth of it. Here, he was a leader, and he was to address these issues, and he was to speak to things, and he brought forth the word of the Lord into individuals' lives and into a group, but he was not to be timid, and he was not to be fearful. I think this might go to some of the problems he had physically. You know, Paul said, don't drink just water, drink a little wine for your stomach. You know, that type of uh, fear and timidity and anxiety will affect you physiologically, particularly within the stomach. So he's telling him, hey, God hasn't given us that. He's given us the spirit of power and of love and discipline. Isn't that great? Now, the next word, the next verse is, therefore. <laughs> you knew it'd be something like that, right? We'll look to see what it's there for the next time. In the meanwhile, uh, please pass the word about these times together. If you feel like God's moving upon your heart where you might be able to help us and support us to do this, uh, do this on a daily basis. We do this blog. Uh, I mean, this podcast, we do a blog, teach Bible studies online. There's all sorts of things that we do out in the interwebs, as people say. So if you feel like you can help, that's great. Uh, just go to my website. It's dalemore.tv, and you'll see a link there where you can help. Thank you again. I'll see you later. Goodbye.